previously on the Simon and Ross podcast. And you want to be a nice lean kangaroo. Nice think. lean kangaroo, um, yeah. Mm. Kangaroos can travel like 40 mile an hour, can't they? Full hop. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Don't like, know. What's, what's the top speed? I want <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Kangaroo Facts with Simon Ross. <laughs> Don't leave yourself kangaroo out of that line. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just a visitor to this. <laughs> so at 70 kilometers an hour, is the, is the, so, so what's that in... I mean, that's quick enough. Can you imagine Roger hurtling towards you like that? Yeah, that's 43 <laughs> miles an hour. I was, I, was just about, an hour. I was just about to say he could make it from my house to Leeds in an hour. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely <laughs> vomit. I've seen, I've seen um, one of the Attenborough episodes, and there was a like a pack of wolves or something was chasing down a kangaroo, and it fucking didn't stand there. Bang! It was gone. This muscly, sexy fucker just hopping like fuck at forty-five miles an hour through the <laughs> desert, and these wolves were just like, eh, what? Like, I don't think they realised what they were dealing with. It was like they were like, we'll get him, we'll get him. He's whatever it is, it's on its own. And they get close, and this big, juicy Schwarzenegger kangaroo fucking <laughs> emerges out of the grass. Yeah! Yeah! And then just fucking hops off at 45 miles an hour. <laughs> Lads were not getting it. Yeah. Ross, fully erect by this point. <laughs> We're going to your top five. I think it is about time. Okay, Lloyd's number five. Okay, coming in at number five, it is <laughs> Django Unchained. <laughs> Are you just going to tell us? All did right. So. Oh, did you want clues? <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> We didn't just want clues for the rejects. Oh. <laughs> that's the there's first you, time there's that's your clue, happened. boys. Suspense, your clue. suspense gone. I was, like, I was like, I wonder what the film could be if the clue is Django Unchained. <laughs> Fuck. He, he really is playing this unconventional. I feel. Playing fast and loose with our He's using rules. other names film as a clue to this film. It's a bit mental. <laughs> so, uh, cl- clues. <laughs> <laughs> we could just pretend. <laughs> oh god! Uh, it's the way we like that as well. Django and Oh dear. Okay, well, we'll, we, we we'll, we'll, have, we'll have this podcast done in 10 minutes if we carry on like that. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to have to think of more clues now. Django <laughs> <laughs> Unchained. Okay, yeah, that's a good. Is it your favorite Tarantino film then? It's a bit of a trick question, this, because if it isn't, then that must mean that another one of them is a Tarantino film. You know, I, uh, I did have a, a think about this when, when I put it in the list. I was like, hmm, it. Because there isn't another Tarantino film in the in the top five, I was like, mm, "Is this really my favorite Tarantino film?" And yes, I think it is. Okay, just for the film that I could sit down and watch the most, it has everything. 
Yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction is probably a close second. Um, but I don't know. I think I've probably watched Pulp Fiction that many times. Yeah. It's it's um specialness as as what as is that we'll a go, word? We'll go with it that is word. now. It is yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as maybe worn off a little bit. And possibly the same will happen to Django Unchained in time. And I'll start watching Pulp Fiction again. And yeah. it'll be like, oh, my God, what, what, why did I ever leave this film on the shelf? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, as of now, Django Unchained. So we must all have, we've all got different favourite Tarantino films then. Yeah. Because... I think if yours is Django, Simon, is it yours? Is it? Don't, don't tell me. Is yours? Um... Shall I give you some clues? <laughs> Django Unchained. <laughs> is it yours? Is thingy, uh, isn't it? Um, God, my mind just gone completely blank. The um, the uh, oh, fuck's sake! What's it fucking called? Fuck's sake! Samuel Jackson's in it. One with the amazing funk soundtrack, funk yeah. soul soundtrack. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called, man? <laughs> Can I let you wait, on, wait. A, on, a, on a little secret? It's a name. It's a, it's a <laughs> name, isn't it? It's a, it's a name. Uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you in on the seat. I've never actually seen Jackie Brown. What? You put I Empire know. Strikes Back in your rejects and you've never seen Jackie Brown. I, I was so looking forward to you coming on this show. What, what a controversial <laughs> character I am. <laughs> Jack, Jackie Brown's brilliant. Jackie Brown is is fantastic. It, it's one of them. It, it did, because it followed Pulp Fiction. I think a lot of people were a bit disappointed with it, and maybe that's mm. one of the reasons why why you've not got around to watching it as well. And I think it was a bit overlooked. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's just I'd not really heard over much about it. No, um, and it is. It kind of is one of them films that's been on my list for yeah for for a long time, but. Move it on. You know your what? List. It's 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 gonna get watched very, very soon now yeah. because of this. So thank you, Simon. <laughs> yeah. You can rest easy tonight. <laughs> um it's I this the soundtrack is is awesome. It, it's one mm. of the it's one of the few of his soundtracks that I didn't own, and it's one of the the, the last ones that, that got reissued. Um yeah. and it is just it's it's just a good compilation of music anyway. Uh and it just happens to to be the best Quentin Tarantino film, um, in, in my opinion. Although I will say, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is moving up. Really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. You fucking like it when you... When you no, were... I hated it. I was so angry that I went to the cinema to see it. I thought it was dull. So what's changed? Yeah. Um, I, I know more about the history now, which helps. Um. And I think I've. I you mean, you watched it. a couple of Charles Manson docs. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm quite. I'm, I'm still reading. I'm reading the novel. The the, the novelization of it, uh, as well. All right. Uh, which, which is, it's very. It's very sort of loosely based on the film. Um, so you're all right, Russ. <laughs> yeah, you can continue. Don't, don't pay me. Pay me just, no mind. It's, it's just distract. It's just distracting down. talking to your forehead only. I'm sorry, um, I'm just sitting myself down. <laughs> Um, which expands an awful lot because I think the the one issue with one Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, I think dialogue wise, it's probably the one the what the Tarantino film with the least amount of dialogue in, um, and a lot there's a lot of silence and there's a lot of just driving round, but mm. the the book gives a lot more backstory to it all, yeah, uh, which has helped. 
Um, so I watched it again last week, and I I, I didn't want it to end <laughs> when I watched it watched it last week. Um, so I def- definitely changed my mind about it. It's, I, I don't think it'll be in the top three, but it's it's definitely mm. moving up. I think if I watched it again, I'd leave the ending out because even though it was fun, I <laughs> kind of like, I, haven't seen yeah, it I, I watched it and I was just like, oh. It's it's the it oh there there it is it's the Tarantino film <laughs> he he done did it again it was a little bit disappointing it. like that yeah yeah um but uh, yeah that it's, I've been uh, meaning to read the read the book as well because yeah. I've, I've heard good things yeah no it's good uh, Ross I think your favorite Tarantino film uh, Hateful Eight no. Mm. Pulp Fiction? That's, I think that's Frank's Hateful Eight. Francesco's was always here. He loved Hateful Eight. Yeah. I thought uh, Hateful Eight was, was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not Pulp Fiction, no. Ooh. Reservoir Dogs? Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> that was, for the longest time, um, was my favourite. But um, It's got to be one of the Kill Bills, then. Possibly part two. No. Uh, part one. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so it's not that. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was. <laughs> oh, you're not being like a proper dickhead about insane like death proof or something, are you? No. <laughs> um, so, Inglorious Bastards. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A good one. A good one. Yeah. That's not, that's that's that probably um, for the longest time. Reservoir Dogs was my all was my favorite film. Just period. Not even just my favorite Tarantino film. It was like one of my favorite my favorite film. Yeah. Um, and then. I didn't see Pulp Fiction for a long time. Like Reservoir Dogs was the first film I saw, um, the first Tarantino film I saw, without understanding what it meant to to be a Tarantino film or to really get the the brand of what I was watching. Yeah, I just loved it and thought like, fuck me, you know, this is like, if you just if if someone just puts a film on and you know nothing about Quentin Tarantino, it's going to be quite a special thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and that's what it was for me. It was like no film is like this. This is one of the coolest films I've ever seen because his characters are hyper unrealistic, but also hyper cool. Yeah, everything that Tarantino was not. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's like a reflection of everything Tarantino wants to be, isn't it? Yeah, I, I find all of his characters absolutely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Reservoir Dogs, but the book, but Inglorious Bastards, I think, is just. Um, Play by play, scene by scene by scene is just as some. It's one of those films where, because Reservoir Dogs is all set in one place, and um, because Inglorious Bastards is just such a broad span of locations. Yeah. Each scene, I'm like, oh, get in, it's this scene, and then the next one, oh, get in, it's this fucking scene. Yeah. And each one of them <laughs> is epic for its own reason, its own thing. You know, you could literally carve each one of those out and just sit and watch. Yeah, them all individually, and it, it, it's it, it's weird as well because you forget you, you do forget what the next scene is going to be, and there's especially that one. There is whole like half an hour bits that you completely forget are even in it. Yeah, um, the, the when this when they go down into that bar, it's just like oh, I I, I forgot this bit was in it. That's one, that's, that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, and you're just waiting for him to put his fingers up like that. And you think no, don't 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 do it, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows now to do that, not that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah, Django Unchained, number five. Number five, Django Unchained, yes. So for your number four, let's start with some clues. Yes, thank you. Please. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think the Starship biggest Troopers. Clue, <laughs> the biggest clue for this film is that the title was um no, I'm not gonna do it. Um so I'm gonna make something of a bold claim, and it's one of the most iconic comedy films of all time. I'll stick my neck on the line and say that. Um, I, it's not part of a series, but it kind of is. In that it, story-wise, it's not a not a series, but it's a returning cast. So it's a full cast of funnies, and not just one individual who's not no, doing comedies. A, a full cast. Okay. I think I've got it. <laughs> I think so. Uh, early 82, 83? Not the one you're thinking. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Okay. The, the other one. <sighs> hmm, I'm a step behind you then. <sighs> Sorry, can you can 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 you let me in? Um no. sort <laughs> of spoof documentary. Ooh, there is a very small part of it that is. And it was released pre-80s. Yes, pre-Spice World. <laughs> okay. Oh, pre- it was released pre-80s, so... Yes. Se- 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fairly sure it was. I'm glad oh. we can all understand what pre-80s means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about 1880. Um I, I, I might not have it then. I might not have it. Well, what did you think it was? Uh, I, I thought it's Spinal Tap. Oh, no. No, because all of those films have basically the same cast, don't they, every single time? Yeah. Or is this... Um, oh, no. What's the... Um, what's that film called? I, I don't know much about it. I don't think I've seen it, but it might be what you're talking about. Um... The my my mind is just not ticking over. Um, the commitments. No. Is it is it music based? There is some music in it. (laughs) There there is there is a song and dance scene. Uh, Oh oh oh! Stents making its way through as you read through (laughs) them. British people, eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, set, set in. <laughs> Where's it set? Um, p- produced by George Harrison. Oh, was this one? Uh, I, I, I don't think this one was. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. 
Filmed in Wales? Probably. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> and shall, I, shall I just go, Ross? Uh, what? Uh, you're leaving? Oh, see ya! <laughs> <laughs> the, He's the, had enough. The stent's hanging out. I need to do something with it. <laughs> I see a man about a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, eight, eight, 80% uh, English or British people um, and one American. One American. Yeah. Oh, one of them was Welsh as well, so... Um, yeah, well, that, I think yeah. Wills was in Britain at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was their second film. Uh, yes, I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about a, a, a legend. It is about a legend. Yeah. You, you're was... do, you're, are you doing this for my benefit now? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There was uh, <laughs> a so the, legend. The le- is it a legend? The legend. From the Beatles? Mm, no. No. Um, is the legend a sports legend? No, it's and like a leg- legendary story, like a, a like a tale. Yeah. Oh right. Oh right. Okay. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not convinced. I've, I'm not convinced. I'm familiar with this. Have I seen it? I think maybe I'd hope so. Maybe there's maybe there's a chance that you haven't actually. You probably oh want to God. see at least one of their films. Hmm. So what is it made by a couple of people? Made by five people. Made by five people. Nothing, yeah. Nothing is made by five people. <laughs> uh, it is. Other than the song "If You're Getting Down." <laughs> <laughs> I think they paved the way for the Spice Girls in a lot yeah. of ways. <laughs> <laughs> five are the people who made this film. Ah, <laughs> no. oh, bugger. We've moved on from the Spice Girls, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Neil Innes is in it, if you've heard of Neil Innes. No, no, just me. <laughs> so, Go on. Uh, yeah, you got to, to tell me what it is. Um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, for fuck's sake. Correct Amundo, Simon. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's made by five people. Oh, I fucking love Monty Python. Oh, <laughs> oh that is upsetting, that. Have you, 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 have you seen it, though? Me? Yeah. I fuck us in all Python. All oh, right, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Fuck's sake. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't click and think Monty Python. You're absolutely <laughs> right. One of the most iconic comedy yeah. films yeah. of all time. Yeah, Completely like, agree I, with everything you said. I, I love Life of Brian and Life yeah. of Brian's fantastic, but I don't know. There's just something about Holy Grail that just yeah. really I love doesn't. The meaning me. of life as well. Yeah. Uh, the meaning of life is another really good one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Fuck's sake. I'm not going to sleep now. I, <laughs> I don't deserve to. <laughs> <laughs> That's you could one, have named one, any one of... week not sleeping for Ross. Thank you. You could have named <laughs> like I would have. Ah, oh, fuck it. That's annoyed me. Yeah, there. glad to have contributed to the, that bank of haunting memories. That <laughs> yeah, thirty years down the line, you're going to be replaying. Is, we've, never, to get to sleep. We've, we've never had one Python film no, from any no. guest, 
And really? I love the Python films. Yeah. Right. I just thought yeah, the one time it actually comes up and I didn't fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, um, yeah, the, the first film was uh, now for something completely different. Yeah. Oh, um, of course it was. Which was like a, it was basically redos of the sketches from the TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for an American audience, even though they got the series as well. Um, ah, uh, but yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I had a tape with um, the, the Holy Grail and, uh, and Naked Gun on the same tape. So was, that was what a tear. I know. What a tear. <laughs> I wish I still had it. I wish I still had it. Uh, yeah, it'd be worth getting. Was it one of them ones where it was like a long play and you flipped it over to get the other? Yeah, film? I think I, th- I think it was on long play. Yeah, well, the, it was bef- one of my friends at school had Sky before anyone did, um, so so I'd I'd go through like the Radio Times or whatever and see what was on Sky that week and I'd give him a tape and he'd record it for me. <laughs> and uh, like I, said, oh, yeah, maybe- I forgot, you could still record Sky. On- oh yeah, and it wasn't yeah. always Sky Plus. <laughs> Our, our Sky Plus box is just chocker of Sky Arts things that only I will watch. <laughs> like that, we will never watch it. I've literally got the story of everyone. I've got I've got <laughs> Patrick Swayze, uh, Peter Every, Gabriel. Everyone. I've got P- Peter Gabriel, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Gabriel, <laughs> Jeff Rotzel, uh, every everyone. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. Bruce, he's, Bruce he's Lee. named everyone. Bruce, Lee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's everyone. <laughs> anyone, everyone that matters, anyway. Yeah. Uh, true, true. Swayze, Tull, Gabriel, <laughs> everyone. You should have one of them T-shirts. You know, it's got Swayze and Tull yeah. and. <laughs> Yeah, I did have I, I did have a T-shirt that's, that, that was that was like that, but it was a Todd Rundgren T-shirt. If you familiar with Todd Rundgren, <laughs> yeah, 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 and it had like it was like a cello at plus bass plus guitar equals, and then it's a picture of Todd Rundgren's face. <laughs> I'm glad you explained that because I was expecting it like it just to say Rundgren. <laughs> Like it, it doesn't really work when it's just him. T plus O plus. <laughs> I used to love one of his albums, and I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it would have been released uh, early nineties. Right. Uh, uh, all this good stuff was before then. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to have that album too, but I traded it in for a kangaroo blowy. <laughs> I say that's a fair deal, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Todd Grundgren, 90s shites. Uh, no, no, no World Order. Okay. No world order. Uh, it was good because it, it, um, it was released on uh, Philips CDI, if you ever heard of those. It was like a, an early, early version of um, DVDs, basically. Nice. Yeah, weren't they like horrendously expensive? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't have one. Stuart had it, um, but um, uh, yeah. yeah. So it, it was, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was one of the first ones released like that. But it was, uh, it, it was good. I liked it. My, my um, my, my uh, you know, I met Todd Rundgren, and it was the the strangest way of meeting someone that you're a fan of that you you'll have ever heard in your life. Right. <laughs> it, it's like weirdly. 
direct and simple. And you think, well, if only this worked for people that you actually genuinely really would like to meet. Because I was like, always quite a fan of Todd. Uh, never like, you know, proper like, I would never go, oh, big, you know, tell everyone you're a Todd Rundgren fan. You listen to Todd Rundgren, fucking check out this album, you know, especially not that 90s bollocks. But it's just, he's just not one of those guys that I was super passionate about. I was just a fan, you know, I just listened to him whenever. Um, but I, I went, it was when I went back to uh, the States to visit for a month and I landed, um, went onto campus in Keene State where I studied and in chalk on the floor, it just said Todd Rundgren and then an arrow. <laughs> pointing <laughs> so I followed this arrow and it took me to the Redfern Arts Centre and then there was a then it said it again on the floor in chalk Todd Rundgren and an arrow pointed inside the Arts Centre so I went in and, and sure enough there was Todd Rundgren <laughs> <laughs> just and in the was, middle of the room like. and he was, he was playing the following night he was playing there the following night and it was they were like selling tickets, but he was just by coincidence. Like he wasn't just stood over a sign of himself. <laughs> it was like just by coincidence that he happened to be in the building and they were just they just finished sound checking and the rest of it for the following night's performance. So I just walked in and I was like, looked, looked at the floor, looked up, I was like, well, yeah, there you have it. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say fairer than that. I mean, that's the yeah. best directions I've ever followed. But also, also, if it was written in chalk on the floor, how long was that there for? What, prior? No, well, no, after. Was it there for several days after? No, I think they scrubbed it. Oh, right. It. Uh, I was going to say, if, if, if luck would have it that you landed three days later and you're following these arrows for Todd, Todd Rungren and he wasn't there, that would be even oh, weirder, right. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be more, that'd be a worse story to, to tell. I followed some signs for Todd Rungren. And, I just followed and, it, and, he, <laughs> and he wasn't there. And he wasn't Three days there. too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was it. He was it. <laughs> well, you should have carried on following the arrows to wherever he is now. <laughs> well, they, they booked they booked they booked Todd Brown in the following week, so they only had to get rid of the. Uh, <laughs> That's what, they, that's what they do to save on chalk, you see. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of all, I mean, the, the season of the, the season of the bobs was absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they just kept it was an absolute treat to wake up in the morning. Get in, it's Marley tonight. <laughs> it's Dylan, it's Dylan tomorrow. Monkhouse. Shit! What's that? (laughs) Monkhouse. (laughs) I must admit, the whole time I was trying to think of this way of like articulating this joke, I was trying so hard to think of a famous Todd, and I fucking couldn't. And I googled it, and I still didn't recognise any of them except Todd Browning. I thought that's not that's not the impact Todd that I was looking for. I was like, do you think anybody will know Todd Brown? No, he was, he was an American Catholic bishop in 1936. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard he does a wicked set on the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Anderson, Australian former rugby player. No, none yeah. of these. Are... But then underneath, underneath it, there is, who is the most famous Todd? And I clicked it and it said... Todd Rundgren is the most famous person. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it was absolutely uh, non-starter, really. Uh, yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, but I, I've got the Impact Todd as a, a episode title, so I'm fine with the rest of it. <laughs> but yeah, I met him. Um, I met him, and then I and then I went to see him the following night, and then I thought, fuck me, it was an it was an awesome show. It was such a good show. And then I bought that. I bought that plus and equals T-shirt, yeah. which no. I wore at one of the Jessup's conferences. If you remember, I I have seen that T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> because Matt's wooden sort of piss out of me because. Uh, it, that was like my that 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 literally was my smart casual shirt <laughs> was a Todd Rundgren t-shirt because <laughs> it was the only one that wasn't faded or it's keeping that for best. <laughs> that was that was my nice t-shirt. That was my nice shirt. That <laughs> oh dear. Um, I I don't think we've actually talked about. Um... Monty Python much at all there. <laughs> no, I mean I think we touched on the uh, the key points that it's yeah. your favourite Python, not 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 limited to um, Life of Brian, but what's if do you have a favourite Python skit? Oh, I I think out out of the films, it, it's probably um, the biggest dickest scene. Yeah, that's pretty in, good in Life of Brian because I still giggle at that, and I must have seen it three hundred times. I guess he, he has a wife, you know. I still giggle every single time. Incontinentia. <laughs> Incontinentia buttocks. Right, the shit. Throw him in the cells. <laughs> Uh, and then when Biggest Dickest turns off as well. Oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> I, 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 in the series, I, I always liked um, <laughs> the, uh, the, guy that, the guy that's making the knockoff uh, translation books. <laughs> oh, got the, the Hungarian one. Yeah, that's it. It was... Uh, oh, my I, nipples I, explode <laughs> with delight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want one? One? Do you want to fondle my buttocks? <laughs> my hovercraft is full, full of eels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, well, I always like. I always like the uh, sex education uh, class. Oh, oh god, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Causing the penis to ha. <laughs> Going, did we did we cover vaginal juices? Yes, <laughs> so it goes, okay, if we did cover vaginal juices, tell me how one might stimulate vaginal juices. <laughs> Caressing the buttocks, sir. <laughs> yes, I like, could you say that's one, yes, yeah. yes. Fondling the breast, sir. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's like, what's he saying? R- rubbing the clitoris. Rubbing the clitoris. Uh, rubbing the clitoris. <laughs> what's wrong with the kiss? <laughs> Jumping to the clitoris like a bull through a gate. What's wrong with a kiss, boy? <laughs> I also love the Michael Palin is just staring out the window. He's not interested in any yeah. of it. Bigs. Yeah. <laughs> Shagging his wife. <laughs> We'll uh, take four players, Red Shell, with darling. Oh, yes. <laughs> As you can see, I am now fully erect. 
<laughs> it's so, it's so creepy. It's it's just does it not make you cringe when you're watching that? It's no, like, not oh, it, it does. <laughs> Uh, his wife, his wife is magenta from the Rocky Horror Show as well. Oh no way! Uh, yeah, uh, excellent yeah. tidbit. <laughs> no, you don't see those. Um, so, hey! what, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> so, what's your favourite Monty Python sketch, uh, Lloyd? Oh um, God, from uh, from the the TV series, it might have to be. Oh, God, how how do I choose? Um, think of your favourite one. <laughs> and then say it. Can you have a favourite one? Um, <laughs> should I give you a clue? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Jungle the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it, uh, I think probably if I had to pick one, it'd be the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. I think for a year we quoted that at school. Yeah. yeah, I just no one yeah. expects the Spanish Inquisition. Not the comfy chair. <laughs> Cardinal, fetch the soft cushions. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, uh, from from the films, God, um, uh, the Killer Rabbit. Just, just because of how <laughs> fucking stupid it is. I think that's why Holy Grail is my favourite Monty Python film, just because of how utterly daft it is. <laughs> it's just... Oh. Every, every scene, every yeah. scene is perfect. Obviously, I mentioned before that my friend recorded it off the TV. I thought it had stopped before the end, you know, because mm. it, it literally cuts, doesn't it? Yes, uh, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I thought it stopped recording, so I, I <laughs> for years I thought I was missing a bit at the end of the film, <laughs> and then then realised I wasn't. That's that's how the film ends. <laughs> there's a you know there's a PC game, a Monty Python PC game. Yeah, no, is there? And it was just like a base, like a point and click around a screen. Yeah. Then this weird shit would happen. Uh, that <laughs> that that was the very first game I ever completed ever. Can you complete uh, it? Yeah, yeah, you can. Amazing. <laughs> it, it took it took weeks, weeks and weeks, <laughs> and literally, literally, all you're doing in the game is clicking things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every scene comes up, and you click on things. I remember the 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 bit where you click on Eric Idle when is the um, when is the guy that's collecting all the dead. Every time you clicked oh, on yeah. him, he said something different. It's like, bring out your dead. Be nice to Fred. And it just every single time it changed, <laughs> and you had to do something like five hundred times until it until the scene changed and you went on to the next bit. Jesus, yeah, it's so hard but great. <laughs> yeah, it's a Python fan's dream. You just yeah. click around and listen to all the Python shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to see if it's on Steam later on. <laughs> Get it downloaded. Uh, yeah, you'll miss the next three weeks, but you'll, it's worth every single bit of it. I'd happily do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come in today and play the game. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Um, Monty Python and the 
Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. Yeah, that's it. Released in 1996. Yeah. Like seventh level. And that's when I got my first computer. It was the first game I had from a computer. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> It sounds fucking fantastic. It, it probably it probably <laughs> isn't. It's probably awful, but you know, you, at the time it was great. <laughs> and I, 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 Holy Grail, I forget how funny it is until I watch it. I think everyone knows that Life of Brian is amazing, but you forget how good um, uh, the Holy Grail is. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I really, I, the meaning of life is the one that people don't think is as good. Um, I really like but, the oh, right, it's, it's so good. The songs, the songs in that are just worth yes. it alone. And the production value of every sperm is sacred. It's just, just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we used to have, we used to have a, a, a Philip CDI machine. We used to have like a karaoke uh, of Monty Python songs. Oh god! And it was mostly the meaning of life. Also, quite a, few, a few games actually. I thought there was only one, but there's quite a few. I know there's a Spectrum game in the 80s. Oh, my dad told me that he still got our Spectrum in the attic. Really? Yeah, yeah. Z, yeah, proper spec- ZX Spectrum. Nice. Get that um, thing booted up. Yeah. Yeah, Monty, Python's, Monty Python's complete waste of time. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> a, re- a relic from the days when developers realised he could in fact dream of just digitising a load of clips and stringing them together in vaguely interactive form. <laughs> <laughs> Complete waste of time is another of those dreaded multimedia experience things, though at least one that tried not to suck. <laughs> yeah, it's broken into multiple rooms, all excuses to rehash some old footage in low res ways. Sometimes in the form of games like a one-armed bandit that uses screen caps of various sketches instead of cherries and bar symbols. <laughs> or trying to fly a head that turns into a chicken across a field of spikes and into a gaping maw. <laughs> You can also Pythonize your desktop by inflicting all manner of rubbish screensavers and wallpaper backgrounds on it and take advantage of the included sound samples to make your non-computer savvy friends' lives a living hell every time Windows boots up. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember because it, it was actually my... Um, so it was my mum's godchildren. Oh no, it was my godmother's children who live in Scotland and we used to go and visit them like every once every few weekends. And um it was back when like you know, we didn't have a PC. We didn't have a PC but but they did. And I'd be like obsessed with like, you know, like the simplest of games and the yeah. simplest like and the fact that Monty Python's on it was fucking mental. <laughs> and I remember like thinking like we we fucked the computer, but it was that desktop thing. <laughs> we, we came out of the game and you just looked at your desktop and it was like, oh god. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> I had a Wallace and Gromit thing like that. Wallace and Gromit's companion CD or something, and you'd literally load it. And they just went <laughs> Wallace and Gromit all over, all over your computer, <laughs> everywhere. It's like the start-up noise and the close-down noise. It was all oh, cracking cheese, Gromit, and then the computer would turn up. <laughs> I think I've still got the CD in the loft somewhere. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, please, please find it. I'll do your copy. <laughs> Give us I'll a do. report. Cool, <laughs> 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 number three. <laughs>
Number okay. three, it is. If Monty Python is hilarious and lighthearted and loads of fun to watch, this film is the complete opposite. Um, it's 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 something of a of a punishing watch. Um, very disorienting, uh, disorienting at times. Um, I think I can say it's a war film, and there's been about three million different cuts of it released over the years. Right. Okay. Okay. Is that giving it away for you? Uh, yeah. Bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, it hasn't. Uh, okay. You, you you have you've seen it. <laughs> um, three million different cuts of it. Is it a Steven Spielberg film? No. Um, is it a uh, so it's a war film? Is it Vietnam War? Yes. Right. Okay. Is it a Coppola film? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Did, did, did he do many of them? <laughs> Charlie, don't surf. Saigon. Why is it always Saigon? Yeah. It, I, I'd heard so much about it. Yeah. And then finally got around to watching it. And at the end, I was just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, it's just absolutely maddening. I, the, 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 the bit that really kind of like sunk it for me was the um, where they go to like uh, is it like a little island or something that the the, the um, a Brando it's is like uh, say again uh, no not not where Brando is they're kind of on on the way to that um, but it's like it's night time and the only way that like things are lit is like every so often a flare will go um, it's like the little island where there's like a unit have been stuck there for however long and they've all gone a bit mad mm-hmm. and they're on the way to this to the, for this like seemingly unending quest for 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 kurtz and yeah i was it it, it, it was just baffling but it uh, it it com- it conveyed the feeling of the scene <laughs> very very well and i was like oh i get that <laughs> i <laughs> the, the people in this film are meant to be confused. Yeah. I am confused. Yeah, <laughs> mental. yeah. Uh, it was an absolute bitch to film as well. I believe it. People died making that film. Yeah, there's. Uh, I've have I watched the documentary. Um, Heart Heart of Darkness is. Yeah. Is, um, was it is Sophia Coppola made while they were filming it? Was it his daughter made it? I think so. Yeah, because uh, I think the. Uh, the I've just looked in there. Heart of Darkness is what the original book that it was based yeah, on was called. Joseph Conrad, I think that yeah. was set, like set hundred years before or yeah. something like that. Some like Indo-Chinese yeah. war type thing. But um, yeah, I mean, as I, I, we love a good war film, <laughs> and uh, that was one that. I think it did a really good job of not painting war in a very good light. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't glorify it much, did it? Not no. not much at all, to be honest. 
it's not like you know there's a lot of films out there that do a lot of war films that do sort of make it out to be like uh an American, more of an American hero film than a genuine war film, but Apocalypse Now was pretty disturbing. Yeah, even even, even war films that that do lean more towards being disturbing are still nowhere near as mental as Apocalypse Now. So like, I, yeah, and the Vietnam that... ones do tend to be more like that. The Vietnam ones do tend to mm. be a bit that, like like Platoon was quite was quite that but it was still nowhere near as crazy as apocalypse now apocalypse yeah. now was like deeply psychological like the trauma that these that this platoon uh, yeah. we're going through um and just like uh, every group of people that they come across just seems to be just a little bit more fucked than the rest than the last yeah. and you just think how how far does this go <laughs> and it ends up in a weird tribe temple thing with a very bald, sweaty, overweight Marlon Brando. <laughs> Who demanded silly monies. Silly, <laughs> silly monies. He was just fucking... I mean, he actually was mental by that point, Brando. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did ju- like, he, juicy, he, he, though. Yeah, uh, very moist, shiny. <laughs> cold to the touch. Even in <laughs> Vietnam, he looked cold, like Clint Eastwood, you know, just a bit cold to the... bit clammy, very clammy. <laughs> Isn't that the one where you said a few episodes ago, what wasn't it? Isn't he in it for something like 11 minutes or something? Yeah, it's that stupid. Yeah. Like tiny yeah. amounts of screen time. And he was like, yeah, you can give me 20 million for that. Yeah. Yeah. And he like he refused to lose weight for it or something. So like most of the actual filming of him is like in half darkness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you barely see him. But even when he, yeah, even when you do see him, it's like... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Did they need to use Brando for this? <laughs> pretty, pretty sure they could have used Phil Mitchell. <laughs> Steve McFadden. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't... I, would that have the same sort of gravitas? I, I don't no. know. No. <laughs> so you've answered your own question. Obviously not. <laughs> A whole point was like, they've got to see Brando. Yeah. Even we haven't oh. seen Brando in ages. Yeah. And it's just this... Mad fat man. Yeah. yeah. Great. I remember I saw that and then I watched uh, Last Tango in Paris. And uh, I've not seen that. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you, won't, you won't want to uh, buy, <laughs> buy Flora ever again. Mm. <laughs> Dirty boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just looking on his, apparently Steve McQueen was originally um, going, to, going to play Willard. Uh, in it. And it was also offered to Al Pacino. Um, but yeah, they, 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 they wouldn't they wouldn't have paid. They, they didn't want to pay no, uh, their true. fees for it. Um now I, I, and why do they keep releasing it? <laughs> because there, there is so many different isn't it about to come out again soon or something? Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, sure I, it is. Like I'd seen now. Yeah, I think yeah. So. There was like the original cinematic cut, then the director's cut, and then yeah. Coppola's final cut. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which added back in the scene where they um, go with the they go and stay with the the French family. Right. There's only four. Uh, there's only four different cuts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. There's only four. All right. I mean, I was exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm just so there's a theatrical cut. Then there's the Apocalypse Now Redux. I think that's the one. Um, I, that's the one I saw. I think 
that's the one I've seen. Yeah. Whatever the longest one is, that's yeah. That's the... <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's the first assembly, um, which is an assembly cuts the very first edit of a film. Right. And then and then there's a final the final cut. Um, the Redux is uh, 2001. Um, yes, I think that was. Um, yeah, that's the one I saw. Put, uh, re-edited Apocalypse Now, uh, much the same way he did with Godfather 3, uh, to put all the sequences originally cut back out into it. Um, he titled the new cut Apocalypse Now Redux, and it was a whopping 202 minutes. That is, that's long. That's three and a half hours. That's 20 minutes. <laughs> Pretty much, than, yeah. 20 minutes longer than Endgame, that. And <laughs> <laughs> probably feels it. Um, yeah. But yeah, apparently the, uh, the final cut is about to come out. That's what that's what's due out soon. The final, final, the final, the final, final cut. cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the last one, guys. Honestly. Uh, well cut. <laughs> yeah, I always forget Dennis Hopper was in that film actually. Harrison Ford as well. Yeah, you get to yeah. Robert, yeah. Robert Duvall. Very small part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, not not really in it for a scene. It, it literally is, isn't it? It's just yeah. He kind of hands over a file, explains. Yeah, that this guy's gone mad. Please find him. That's it. <laughs> he's easy to find. He's massive. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Marlon Brando? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't take any butter with you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'll need it. Last we heard, he was moist enough. <laughs> right, Ross, stop reading about it now. I'm just looking at loads of shots of Marlon Brown. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fucking lose him for 20 minutes now. Now he's started yeah. staring at it. Sorry. <laughs> Ross, back in the room. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Save okay. them for later. <laughs> I'll Photoshop Marlon Brando's head onto a kangaroo. Will that make you happy? Oh, I'm, oh. I'm not. <laughs> That'd be one moist. As long as it's as long as it's a moist Marlon Brando head and a moist kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. A, mo- a moist a moist kangaroo head with very dry, taut kangaroo pecs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> have you I ever... think that might have just done it for your title <laughs> yeah, there, so I'll need to listen to that again to uh, to write it down properly. Uh, have you ever eaten kangaroo? Have you eaten kangaroo? I don't yeah, you, you knocked so. one off. This <laughs> 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 is <it> like semen. <laughs> Next time on the Simon Ross podcast. Sorry, what, what what is it you're asking the spirits? What are you wanting the spirits to? I put all the dog shit on a shovel on the table, and then I, and then I wrap it up. I wrap all the dog shit up in tin foil, and then I put it through the neighbour's letterbox. <laughs> Like a bull through a gate.